Brother asked me yesterday if I knew what I was going to be preaching this morning yet. And I said, I've got six different things I'm working on at any given time, at least. And I have no idea what I'm going to be preaching on tomorrow morning. And I said, uh, and when the Lord did speak to me, it was none of those six. <laughs> so uh, we're going to just do our best to obey God. And I appreciate your prayers. I, I just really, I, I want God to work. And God only knows who's going to be in a service. And, uh, but I pray God would just give us everything we need today. Lord, we love you. Thank you for your presence this morning. Thank you for, Lord, just your goodness to us, Lord, your faithfulness to us. God, we, we love you and we look to you and we ask you to help us to hear what you would have for us today, Lord. God, that it would sink down into our hearts and that you, Lord, would lead us and, Lord, help us to just grow in you and to be everything, Lord, that you, you've called us to be. Have your way this morning, we pray in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Matthew 6, verse 27 is an interesting verse. Jesus says, Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? Drop down to verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. Oh, hallelujah. And his righteousness... And all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for tomorrow. For tomorrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. God bless you. You can be seated. I refuse to allow the enemy to cause me to focus on him. Amen. I know he's working. I'm not ignorant of the devil's devices, but I make a choice every day to set my eyes on God and his will. I've got to make a choice. My tendency, my flesh, you know, that's why bad news sells. Amen. That's, uh, they're going to get your attention because they, they, they want the money of the advertising dollar. So they're going to try to get something there that's going to get your attention. Something, and it's never, hey, everything's going great. <laughs> it's the bad news that gets attention. But I'll tell you what, the devil has a plan and a, and a, and a purpose to, to affect God's kingdom. And if we allow him to set the agenda, if we allow him to uh, have his way, and don't make up our minds that we are going to... Keep our eyes on God. Keep our ears in tune to His voice. We're going to miss it. We're going to miss it. Amen. God is working great things in this last day. I appreciate so much testimonies of God's goodness. No singing the blues here today. No sad stories. God's good to us. Amen. In spite of our trials. The pessimist says, well, you know what, you just, you, you just don't know. You're just, just not smart enough to see how bad it is. Oh, no, I've got my eyes on something bigger. I've got my eyes on God, and I know he, what He's done. 
I know what He's done in this book. I know what He's done in my life. Amen. They said, we talked about it earlier at Lazarus' tomb. Oh, well, I guess uh, uh, something went wrong. Oh, no, God knew exactly what He was doing all along. Praise God. But the devil fights. The devil fights and tries to, to get our focus and our attention on Him. You know what Jesus said? He said, "Who? which one of you, just think about it. Think about it real hard. Think about it all day and into the night. Stay up at night. Worry about it all night. And try all your best to grow a foot and a half. Which one of you could stay up all night and think about it and, and make that happen? So, well, that is interesting, Pastor. But what does that have to do with anything? Well, it has everything to do with everything. Because Jesus said, you're spending your time focused on things that you can't control. You spend all this time thinking about it, regretting it, worrying about things that you can't change no matter how late you stay up, no matter how much sleep you allow yourself to be stolen from you. You can't change the things that sometimes you're focused on the most. And there are things that God has called us to focus on. See, what you don't realize is that there is a fight to fight. There is a battle to win. And it's not just getting through the day surviving. Mm -mm, There's more for you in the kingdom of God. Hey, I know what God's laid on my heart today. God's got a purpose in your life. And I want to know how many today can say with all certainty, you know what? God, I'm right in the middle of it. I'm doing everything I can, God. I'm doing all that I can to fulfill the potential that you have called me to. Or are you so preoccupied with things you cannot change? Your focus is your choice. That's the truth. Your focus is your choice. God tells us very clearly. There's going to be some things in your life you can't change tomorrow, He says. You can't do anything about tomorrow. Tomorrow is not even a reality yet. Amen. And you think you know exactly what's going to happen and how it's going to happen and you got it all figured out. How's that work for you? Amen. Has life ever thrown you surprises? Ever gotten a curveball or two? Oh, absolutely. He says, just look at what you have today, tomorrow. you got enough on your plate today to deal with. Don't get your focus on tomorrow. Get your focus on fighting the battle that's in front of you. Amen. Seek first the kingdom of God. What's that mean? What's that mean to you? I tell you, this is, this is our prayer. This is our focus. Thy kingdom come. I've heard a lot of people, even uh, church I grew up in, many times preached about that. That meant, meant, oh, we're waiting for that day when when Jesus becomes king and and returns and we're we're praying for that day. No, the kingdom of God, Jesus said, is within us. What does that mean? It means everything in my life I need to be walking in that as him as my king. That nothing in my life needs to fall outside of His realm of, of reigning in my life. 
So I seek His kingdom in my life and His righteousness in my life. That means in my home, in my marriage, with my family. It means with my job and with my finances and with my spare time. His kingdom. Let it come into my life. But if in your mind is focused on everything the devil's doing, well, the devil doesn't belong in God's kingdom. Amen? He's outside the kingdom. Praise the Lord. If your focus is on what's going on outside the kingdom and what the devil's plans are rather than God, what are my orders for today? What's your will for today? Hey, you're going to find out. Hear me now. He is drawing you to Him not only because He loves you and wants to cultivate His walk with you, His relationship with you. Are you hearing me? But in that and through that, you're going to start having such a bigger vision of what's going on in your life and God's purpose in your life. Amen. That even in this service so far, it's not so much, hey, what can I get and what can I receive and what I can need so I can survive another day, another hour maybe, but how can I bless? How can I help? How can I serve? How can I give? How can I be everything Jesus has called me to be? God's given you gifts. God's equipped you. You're going to make it. You're going to be an overcomer if you got your eyes on Jesus. But how much of a help can you be to your neighbor? Oh, that's when the devil gets angry. But that's all right. We want him to be good and angry. We're not trying to make him happy. We need to get involved when God's saying, hey, I've got, I want to get your attention so that you can start using all the things I put in you to be a help and a blessing to somebody else. Your focus is your choice. Worrying about things we cannot control steals from us. Now what the Bible says the enemy does? He's the thief. He comes to steal and kill and destroy. Praise the Lord. I'm glad this cricket's not the only one amen in me. Thank you for your help. That devil steals our peace. And without peace, we tend to make mistakes. Yeah. If you allow yourself to be overcome with anxiety, with fears, with you tend to miss some things. You tend to forget who you are and where God puts you and that God's got a plan because your focus is off. Amen. Hallelujah. But you're going to have to take all those feelings that the enemy's trying to bind you with and just get set your attention, set your focus. Amen. On the things of God. Seek them. It doesn't say when it's easy. It doesn't say when you get around to it doesn't say when you're not busy. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. You can do that. No matter what's going on in this world, you've got some things you can control. You've got some things you, you do have to, that God's put in your care to take care of. Amen. There's some things people are doing. I, I don't have any control over that. So you know what? It's just not... Uh, You know, like somebody said, not my circus, not my monkeys, right? You deal with you. Yeah. Right? It's such a...
such an easy plan. I know I've been there. I'll, I'll tell them myself. I've been there where you just know how everything ought to be run. You know how everybody ought to do it. And you feel so smart and everybody, you know, you think they're looking at you and thinking you're so spiritual because you've got so much that. But your life is being, you're, you're, you're missing some things. You're neglecting some things. Where your walk isn't where it needs to be. Amen. You don't have that peace you need. You don't, you don't have that direction, that clear sound in your life that helps you continue to keep your eyes on what God has called you to do and to be. Amen. It's a dead giveaway. I'm going to tell on you so it makes it tougher for you. Every time you start talking about somebody else and what they ought to be doing and how they're doing wrong, that is a shining bright red light over you saying, I am distracted from the real problem and what I am supposed to be dealing with. I'm neglecting something in me because you don't have time for that. That's a waste of time. Anybody wise knows that's a waste of time. Gossip is a waste of time. Worrying about other people, that's a waste of time. And if you're wasting that time, you're neglecting what God's really has in you to serve and to help and to be a part of the solution. Amen. To pray and to, hallelujah, to draw closer to God. Because when you draw close to God, you find out how much He loves people. You're going to walk careful and realize, I don't want to, I don't want to say the wrong thing. God's dealing with them and trying to help them and wants them saved. Oh, but you know how kooky they are. You remember how kooky you were? And you might still deal with some of that kookiness sometimes. And God's merciful and people are patient with you. Amen. Without the peace of God, when you're focused on what the enemy is doing and he steals that peace from you, you're making mistakes. And you're distracted. Distracted from your purpose. Sometimes we can get busy. You know the Bible talks about... Well, let's turn to it. Matthew 7. I'm not talking about just being busy. Being able to point to a list of credentials. Stay with me. I'm not going to get off track in this, if the Lord will help me. Matthew 7... Verse 21, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Not everyone that saith. So it's more than my words. It's more than being able to say the right thing. Did you ever get around somebody, they know what's supposed to be said, but you wonder if they, they really believe it, if they really live it. And when the test comes and things get difficult, you find out what they really believe. Amen. It's got to be more than just learning the language. It's got to be something about God's ways. Seeking His face. Seeking His kingdom. Look what Jesus says. It's not everybody that says it. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. But listen now. We're going to talk about this. But he goes on and talks about some of those doers, doesn't he? Amen. He starts pointing it. Now, it's not just who says it, but it's people that do the will of my Father. But listen, you know, you can be doing a lot and not be doing it with the heart and purpose that God has for you. 
many will say unto me in that day, Lord, Lord. Now listen, these are the not only the sayers, but he never says they lied and never prophesied in his name. They're going to say unto me, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name have done one, many wonderful works. And he does not refute their claims. He doesn't say, you didn't do anything. You're lying. You've been lazy. If he wanted to tell them they were lazy, he's done that plenty of times in his word. He could have done it there. But he says, I will profess unto them. Then I will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Hey, it's more than, more than saying. But it's more than just going through the motions of doing something and being busy. Busyness, even in God's kingdom, can be a distraction if it's not coupled with a walk with God. That we're doing His will. You know, there's... there's huge empires built in the name of Jesus but with no real heart to that walks with him and loves him amen people's names in lights people's names on on the front of their special study bible that you can purchase but not a not a heart that says loving and serving and giving and pointing to Jesus amen Today, you can be a, an important part of the church, and, but do you walk with Him? Is your life surrendered to Him? Are you growing with Him? And is that walk with Him directing you to be an effective part of His, his kingdom? See, the more the devil fights, the more I realize that God is God's calling soldiers. Yes, sir. Hey, part of this, don't get me wrong, part of this is you've got to endure some hardness. That's what the Word says. But, but I'm telling you, the strongest you'll ever be is when you get in there and bind together and, and realize, hey, i got some problems, but my brother does too, my sister does too, and I need to help them and bless them and help, the, help there be an atmosphere where miracles can take place in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. And I can take this out and, and do something for God's kingdom in it. God wants you to get out of your comfort zone with Him. Your focus is your choice. So often we we get our focus on so much that really, at the end of the day, has just wasted our time. He said, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to be there for you. I take care of the birds. I take care of the the field. I take care of all this. And you're so valuable to me. I I want to talk about that sometime soon. Maybe tonight. I don't know. But but to, to see and to understand that God finds value in you. The love that He has for you. And when you can get settled in that, you don't have to always be worrying. God, do you, do you even know I'm here? Do you even care like the disciples? But no, He sees you right there. How could these disciples sit in prison and write some of these amazing books of the Bible? How could they be in prison, beaten and sore and, and 
wondering if this was going to be their last day on earth and, and, and knowing that it's happened to some of their own brothers and sisters and still rejoice and still worship and still witness to even the guards. Because they were walking with God. Their focus wasn't on the chains. Their focus wasn't on the adversity. Their focus was on a bigger plan that God was working. It's how you can have joy. The Bible talk about keeping our attention on things that are invisible. That are eternal and not temporary. Recognizing that... That God is working something. And, and if you'll stay close to Him, you won't be in the dark about it. Right. There's going to be faith given. There's going to be reassurance given. There, there's going to, he's going to keep on guiding every step. But you've got to choose your focus on what God is doing. Don't waste your time worrying about things you can't change. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Part of this cross we got to carry. Part of this, the Bible talks about repentance and Without real good repentance, we talked about this last Sunday, and without repentance, uh, you know, a real experience in repentance that says, my old life is dead now. I turn away from it. I've got faith that that's, that's not me anymore. That's not me. That's not who I am. That died at the altar, and I buried it in Jesus' name. Amen. That, that, that's not who I am. That's not... That's not me. I've got a new life. I'm a new creation in Him. Amen. And when the enemy tries to, to focus you and use that old life, tries to bring up that old way of coping, that old way of dealing with things, that old fear, I'm telling you, you're not the only one. But fear, if you scratch through the surface of a lot of problems and struggles that go on in Christians, fear's at the root of it. Amen. A lot of anger is just scared folks. Don't know how to deal with it. A lot of competition and envy, just scared folks feeling like nobody appreciates them as much. Listen to me. But when you walk with Jesus, when you walk with Him and He loves you and pours that love into you day by day and your focus is on Him and you know that old life is dead and you know you are safe in Him because He's forgiven you. Amen. Hallelujah. You can get your attention on things that really are going to matter. You can get your attention on how you can be a strength and a help and a blessing. First in your home. Amen. It doesn't help you to help anybody to just spout off and scold and preach at people, but to love and to serve one another. Amen to seek to be a blessing, to seek to step out of yourself and not my will, but helping and blessing and serving and loving. Amen. Fighting battles. Praise God together. Getting together and, and praying to where you can, you can hear God dealing with you to, to bless and love. Amen. God will work miracles in your home. If you get your focus on Him and learn how to fight the devil that comes against, amen, your family, your wife, your husband, your children, fighting that together. Not, not me, not, not self-centered, not what I, what I want, but not what I can say. I did this, but where's that love? Where's that service? Well, praise God. 
The Bible talks about people that their good is evil spoken of because they know what to say. They just don't know how to get in there and help somebody, nurture somebody. Paul talked about being just like a like a, a caring, loving, like almost like a nurse that would strengthen and help, but rather than tear down and destroy. Praise God. It's more loving God and keeping our focus on His will. You still with me this morning? Is more, it's, it's, we got to go past what we want. It's not a selfish give me kind of experience. We got to get past what we get out of it. Maybe I've preached about it so many times I haven't heard a lot of people say it, but you know what? I've heard it many, many times over. My years in church, people get up and say, if God never did anything for me again, I could still praise Him for all that He has done. Amen. I believe it today. Praise the Lord. But you know, sometimes we get into this attitude of, of what God needs to do for me. And again, I'm going to tell you this and, and, and plan on telling you as long as God gives me breath to, to say it's so much more important. God, how do you want me to live? How do you want me to serve? What do you want me to give today? Right. Amen. Amen. So much of the modern American church is is built on on my needs and selfishness and pride. Amen. Look what it says in Hebrews, the fourth chapter. Hebrews 4. Oh, hallelujah. Devil steals from our purpose. Hold there at Hebrews 4 with Bible tells us we need to to put our attention, lift up our eyes under the hills from whence cometh our... That's our focus. Look up. Lift up your eyes from from the world and the things of the world. Look up to the hills. That's where your help comes from. Put your attention there. Choose your focus there. Amen. Forgetting those things that are behind. We got to let some things go and look... Look to Jesus. Amen. Amen. I got, I've got to take my lessons that I've learned. Are you hearing me? Yeah. Got to take the things that I've, the mistakes that I've made and say, okay, God, turn that into something that I can be better today and, and not go that direction anymore. But Lord, don't let me live a life of regret. Amen. So often you say, well, you know, have this good discussion conversation is you know what if we could do it all over again are you what if i had a million dollars i mean you want to you want to waste some time on fantasy scenarios and but this is something the devil would try to get your attention on and say hey you know what let's look at all your regrets and let's look at all your mistakes and let me bring that up and rub it in your face again not today devil Amen. I, I tell you, God's mercy and God's grace has put that behind me. And He has strengthened me to learn a lesson that I can be stronger today. Amen. Don't let the devil put, rub your face in things. Trust in God's mercy. Trust in God's mercy. Amen. He's brought you out of that darkness and into the light now. Now live in the light. Past is dead and buried. Amen. Hebrews 4, 
verse 11. It says, let us therefore labor. I read this recently. I know probably just within the last week, week and a half. Hebrews 4, 11. Let us labor therefore to enter into that rest. Let me take a little bit more time today than I did the other day. But the way this is worded... Uh, Kind of sounds like an oxymoron. Sounds like a contradiction of terms. And I want you to, I want you to rest. So work real hard so you can rest. Yeah. Work, work really hard to rest. Yeah. But you know, it takes that. It takes some overcoming of our will and our focus to just cast it to Him. Amen. We've got to keep after ourselves. We know Jesus is our rest. The whole chapter here in Hebrews, the fourth chapter, talks about He is is the one that said, Come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, I will give you rest. He is our Sabbath day. He is that we enter into that. Not a Sunday or a Saturday, but Jesus every day. You'll see it written there in Hebrews 4 today. That old covenant was fulfilled in Him. Now I have fully rested in Him, trusting in Him. But you know what? My tendency is to lose focus of that. So I've got to work real hard not to allow myself to forget to, to rest in Him. That when the enemy tries to distract me, when the enemy tries to, to, to pull you aside, and you're going to miss something today. You're going to miss what God wants you to do. Something, somebody God wanted you to be praying for. Somebody God wanted you to encourage. We get in our little box. We stay safe as possible. Oh God, we're like that man who, who buried his talent. I didn't want to mess it up because if I messed it up, I didn't want to get you angry. So I did as little as possible. And he said, you're lazy. What? That we need to get out and start getting out of our little comfort zone and saying, God, how can I be a blessing? How can I be a help? How can I serve? Oh, I'm, not, I'm not a servant. I, wanna, I want to be served. That's, that's not God's kingdom. That's not God's kingdom. He said, in my kingdom, we, uh, uh, those that are great become the, the servant, the minister, the one that looks to help and bless and, 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 and strengthen others. Those are the great ones in His kingdom. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest. Listen now. Listen to how important this is. Lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. The peace that God wants to give you, the peace that the enemy wants to steal from you, is not an option. It's not something that's extra credit. You need to have the peace of God ruling in your heart. And you can't do that with your focus on things you cannot change. You've got to look at what you can change. How I can be a blessing. Opportunities that I can take the gifts and the abilities that God put in me not to cause me to hide or to, 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 to try to stay safe distance from any kind of failure, but to get in there and try to be a friend, try to be a help, try to be encouragement. That's where real life is. While you're sitting around wondering, where are my friends? Where are the people that love me? Where are the people that can help me and give to me? And others are saying, how can I give and love and serve? Jesus left it all behind. 
to give his life for us. And he said, that's what we ought to do for the brethren. Verse 12 says, for the word of the Lord, the word of God is quick. It's alive. It's powerful. Sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, is the discern of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Sometimes I'm up here during worship, praying, loving God, praying that His Spirit would have just full reign in this service, praying that God's Spirit would just feel comfortable among us. Amen? Praying that God could just have liberty in the house. Because we can quench the Spirit. That is right. A lot of this idea where God's just going to do what He wants to do. He's going to have a sovereign move whenever He wants to decide. Well, you can grieve Him. The Bible said He could do no mighty works because of their unbelief. It's not that he can't heal anybody he chooses to, but he doesn't work in an atmosphere of unbelief. He doesn't. He doesn't work in pride. He resists the proud. He doesn't work in self-centered, religious ways of man. He, he works in faith, and he works when we love him and, and surrender all to him. And I pray and so often that, and, and pray that God... You're not just hearing these songs. You're not just seeing us lift our hands. Although sometimes we can be pretty casual in the presence of a king. And what a shame that is. He deserves our best. But he sees down in our hearts. If my, my lips and my words are drawn near to him, but my heart is still thinking about me and my... My focus is on me and my problems or how somebody else is annoying me. See, God, God sees way past what we see. And he is not looking at for a shallow lip service, church service. He wants spirit and truth. That's our spirit. You ever just around somebody, a friend, fellowship, and maybe your husband or wife, God forbid, and sometimes we're distracted and just not even thinking about the people that are there and how important that time is and how what a blessing we can be to one another. You know, we kind of get this idea, well, if I'm in the room, I'll be a blessing enough for them. But, you know, your attention and your care and time to listen to them. Time to show that you care what's on their heart. Amen. We bring that in, that same selfishness into church sometimes. And, you know, I, I, I want God to do this for me. And we have needs and we have petitions that we bring to God. But when our worship, it's not really worship if it's not all the focus on Him. That we love Him and serve Him. And when He is first and He is on the throne, oh, then He can heal and He can deliver and He can uh, just bless us in so many incredible ways when, when He is truly on the throne. We can focus on how we worship God. We can focus on how we serve Him. We can focus on how we encourage others and bless others in the process. Or... We can begin to focus on things that just 
are as much a waste of time as saying, God, I'm, tomorrow's going to be the day I grow an inch. Tomorrow's going to be the day I... You're focusing on things you can't control when you need to be focusing on God and His kingdom. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Let's bow our heads in prayer. God, you're so good. God, you're so good. I felt such a battle in my spirit this morning. So much of this service, the gifts, the worship, the testimony, that God just helped us to be able to know that we've heard from Him. But what about you? I believe God's equipped us so many times the Word of God comes through. Sister was talking about gifts that she's heard 18 years ago. That God would get us ready and God would work in us. And we get so distracted. We get so, our focus is so off that we, don't, we miss what God's trying to tell us. God's trying to prepare us for it. that God has for us to be fighting the fight of faith. Not just fighting. It's no mystery. The Bible's very clear. You see it over and over again that God's calling us not only to have victory, but He he tells people that have been in this for a while, you need to be helping other people get victory. No longer babes in your faith. No longer children in understanding but strengthening and teaching others. Building up others in their faith. Being a pillar for other people to rely on and lean on because you have fought and won battles and you're helping others now fight and win battles. Oh, that's the will of God. That we grow up in Him to be a part of what His will is in our families, in the church, in our community. God, I want to be used by you. Come on, let's find a place to pray. But my focus, my focus is my choice. Lord, help us.
together in faith, strengthening one another.